Welcome to the Hope New Podcast, a podcast for parents of children impacted by disabilities, where we believe there's beauty in the journey and purpose in the pain. Your hosts are Jonathan and Sarah McGuire. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Jonathan. One of the things I love is all the incredible people that we get to chat with. Yes, we get to talk to some amazing people. There are so many conversations where I just wish we could keep on chatting, you know, sit down over a cup of coffee and learn more from them. And today was no exception. Yes, today we had the delight and privilege of speaking with Joni DeBrito, Director of Parenting and Youth at Focus on the Family. She comes to us with a wealth of experience and knowledge behind her. She is a wife and mother and grandmother. She has spent her career working in mental health. She has specialized in areas of marriage and family, disaster and trauma, parenting, and suicide. Our conversation with Joni was a wonderful, hope-filled conversation with somebody who gets it. We loved it and enjoyed it, and we know you will too. All right, Joni, welcome to the Hope New podcast. We are so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to, to be here. As we get going, can you please introduce us to yourself, your family, and just share a little bit about your journey? Sure. Well, I'm married to my husband, John. We've been married for a little bit over 41 years, and I have two daughters. They are in their 30s, and I also have two grandchildren. My professional journey has been primarily in mental health, and so I have worked very closely with many families with children with disabilities, worked with them and their kiddos as well. And I have also had a little bit of personal experience with having a child with a disability. In her case, it was a learning disability that was very significant in terms of affecting her academic progress and so forth. Having worked with many kids with disabilities, I do recognize that a learning disability is a very different category from some of those that cause pervasive delays and so forth. But I certainly have had that taste of having a child who didn't progress quite as quickly as her peers and some of the struggles that you face for your children and also as a parent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's definitely so true. And I know that you downplay the impact of a learning disability and uh, compared to special needs by also, I do know that that does have a huge impact on you as a parent and as you come alongside your child growing up. So I, I don't want to uh, diminish that. But uh, yeah, thank you for sharing and introducing us to your family. You're welcome. Yeah. And in life, we recognize that there is pain, there will be struggle. And whether that's because of something that we have personally are experiencing, or if it's because of struggles that those who we are close to and love are experiencing, we know that that's part of life. So what promises of God do you personally turn to when you or someone you love are personally struggling? You know, pain is very personal to me uh, because of having worked with so many clients Mm -hmm. who are dealing with whether it is people with disabilities or people who have experienced trauma or what have you. 
And then um, one of my daughters um, was extremely ill in 2015 and almost died. Hmm. And so that was an incredibly painful year, during which I also lost my aunt, my uncle, and my mother very Hmm. unexpectedly. So it was one of those when it rains, it pours years. But leading up to that, there were many years. And so I became very familiar with the pain of loss and the pain of things not going as expected and so forth. And I found myself on my knees a lot, talking to God a lot. I never got to the why me God, because I just always figured that, you know, human beings are going to suffer. The Bible is very clear about the suffering of, of human beings and certainly suffering of believers. But What happened for me is that when I was down on my knees and probably at my lowest point, it occurred to me that I had been talking to God a lot, but I had not been listening. Mm -hmm. And so in that moment, what I heard God say was, be still and know that I am God. And from that moment on, I did a lot more listening and not so much talking. And I kept hearing that message over and over as well as a reminder the hope of Jesus Christ and the hope of eternity. And I had known up to that point that biblical hope is different from earthly hope. Mm -hmm. Earthly hope is an expectation that something you want may happen. Biblical hope is we know as believers we are going to be united with Jesus and there will be no pain. And so really it's the promise of God is there. Be still and know that I am God. To me, that saying God is always with us and that clinging to the hope that we will see Jesus one day and all of our imperfections, our sins, the problems of the world will be gone. Mm. Beautifully said. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I love that distinction between the hopes and that just knowing that God is there. The month of September, actually, we focused on names of God and character of God in our online community. And one of the things that really stood out and that really seemed to, I mean, almost to a family that uh, really impacted was just knowing that they're not alone and that God is with them and Mm -hmm. uh, just that part of his character. So, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. neat to hear you bring that out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And at different points in our journey as parents of children who are impacted by special needs and disability, we do often go through struggles on a spiritual and emotional level. And some of those struggles relate to witnessing the pain that our child is in or is going through and the difficulties that they face. Yeah. And dealing with being overwhelmed by maybe a new diagnosis or a new situation or whatever the next thing is. Overwhelm is a very common place we live, I guess. So questions about God, His goodness, faithfulness, grief, loneliness, anger, guilt, Mm -hmm. all these are things that as parents we experience and go through in a different way than the the normal parenting journey. What words of encouragement would you give to the parent that finds themselves wrestling with these types of struggles? Well, the first thing I would say is that God wants an authentic relationship Mm -hmm. with you. And Mm -hmm. so he wants to hear how you are feeling, already knowing, (laughs) but it's in you expressing yourself, the grief you're feeling, the anger, the disappointment, 
that's where that relationship is built and you feel the comfort of the Lord, I think, when you are able to be honest. And I would say that you want to also do that with people around you. Don't sugarcoat it. Don't Mm -hmm. pretend that everything's okay when it's not. Be honest. And most people want to be sympathetic or empathic to you and help in ways that they can, but they don't know if you feel like you have to be strong and and show that this isn't affecting you. That's just not normal. We're all affected. All of us have hopes and dreams for our children. When we see them struggling in ways that other kids might not be struggling, it's painful. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to acknowledge that to the people around us, to our loved ones, to people we trust, so that they can maybe help us figure out ways to adapt The other thing I would say is that every parent who has a child with any sort of disability is going to hear predictions by professional Mm -hmm. folks. And I am one of those professional people. Mm -hmm. And I really try to steer clear of saying, this is what's going to happen to your child, or this is what will never happen for your child. Because who am I to say that? God is a God of miracles, Mm -hmm. and all children respond differently to different kinds of strategies, treatments, etc. And so the other thing I would say is that when you get a message from a doctor or a therapist or someone else Take that information and respect it as coming from an experienced clinician or an experienced therapist and appreciate what they have to say and respect it. Often they will give you data and statistics and so forth, but also remember that that may not be true for your child. And so I think I want to encourage people to not get too overwhelmed with predictions Mm -hmm. because I cannot tell you how many times I have seen children defy those predictions. And there have been many times when I have been thinking something about a child and what I was thinking was, there is just almost no hope. But I did not say those words to parents because I didn't want to take away their hope. And by golly, that child begins to turn around and get better and so forth. And who knows? I I don't know if it was intervention from the Lord, something else. I don't know. But I just want to encourage people to be respectful of the people that they're working with, but recognize they really can't say for sure what's going to happen for mm. your child. Mm. Yeah, those are some very wise words. Yeah. In fact, it reminds me of a story you shared with us in a previous conversation about how your own daughter uh, defied a teacher's <laughs> expectations or predictions. Would you mind sharing that here? Not at all. I'd be happy to. So as folks listening who have children with learning disabilities know Most of them go through the process of being assessed, and if they're found to have a disability, they go through an IEP, meaning Individualized Education Program, or some people call it an Individualized Educational Plan. At least in our school district, the students were always invited to come, but I can only think of two people that I ever remember going to the IEP. One was my daughter, and one was another student I was working with. And so... The teachers, therapists, psychologists, social worker, all the people who do assessments when you're doing an IEP, they went around and they gave their reports in front of my daughter. 
And most of it was stuff that she probably didn't understand. They were talking about percentiles and so forth, but it got to one teacher and right in front of my daughter, she said, well, we know she's not college material. And I Mm. (laughs) just had to call on every piece of (laughs) kindness and peace that I had to not say, you know, that was completely inappropriate, which I think would have made it worse for my daughter. I did talk with the teacher later, but my daughter remembered that and it was hard for her to get in college, but she did get in and she did finish her degree and has gone on to be successful in her Mm. life and do well in her career. So she defied that teacher. And let me tell you, by the way, that that teacher made that comment when she was all of 12 years old. So I remember thinking, this is so inappropriate. Maybe if she was just graduating and you had a lot of data to support. But the truth is that even though she had a learning disability, she persevered and she worked so hard. In fact, her college roommate used to say, I have never seen anyone work so hard to prepare for a test or get a paper written or, or what have you. And sometimes she'd get half the grade of people who only spent five minutes preparing because of her disability. But that was where the strength arose in her is the perseverance and not giving up. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. What a story. And I just love that. I love the persevering, the persistence and the, just the grit that your daughter has there. That's, that's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's incredible. I love it. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. We will return to our interview in just a moment. But first, I want to ask you, who is your tribe? Do you have a group that gets it? Does your support group offer master classes from qualified professionals that you have access to at any time? Is it a positive, hope-filled and encouraging group? We want to invite you to the Hope Anew online community. The goal is that together, we are building the most encouraging, real, hope-filled way for parents of children impacted by special needs and disability to engage with a group that gets it. You can have access to the community anywhere that you have your smartphone or computer. It's a private group, not hosted on Facebook, and you will find daily questions, monthly themes, regular masterclasses that you can access at any time in the resource library, And most importantly, you will have a Christ-centered group that gets it. A laugh together, cry together, pray together community that understands what you're going through without you having to explain a thing. A place where you can be real, be encouraged, and encourage others. You can join by going to hopeanew.com, and we look forward to seeing you there. We begin each podcast by saying there is beauty in the journey and purpose in the pain. How have you seen this to be true in your life? You know, um, it's really interesting because as a mental health professional, I have found myself in situations that ended up with me being an expert on suicide. And we know that there is an epidemic of youth and teen and young adult suicide in our country. It's very sad. That is certainly not something that I ever would have asked for. But I was a first responder at the Columbine shooting, and there were multiple Mm -hmm. suicides the year previous to that in our Mm -hmm. community and multiple suicides after. Then I went to work at a college counseling center, and as was occurring on college campuses all over the country, the first three or four years I was there, I maybe talked with 
two to five students a year that were expressing suicidal ideation. 16, almost 17 years later, when I finished my tenure there, we were talking to students that were suicidal every single day. And so I ended up being in the presence of many students and parents and so forth, dealing with the heartbreaking, heartbreaking issue of suicide. And what I have seen is that, you know, there's no way to call suicide anything less than completely painful. It's just devastating to people and devastating to families. But even in that bleak, dark place, I found that God has used the pain that I've been through walking through these journeys with other people and seeing their pain and the exposure to the trauma and the exposure to pain. God has used me to be able to help people in that place. And it's a place where often there isn't help because so many people are afraid of it. So many people are afraid they'll say the wrong thing, or they almost worry that it's contagious. And if I talk to you and your child committed suicide, then my child is going to do it as well. It's mm-hmm. There's so much mystique around it. So it's not something I would have ever chosen to have expertise in, but because of the way my life unfolded professionally and the things I was exposed to, I developed that expertise so that now the purpose now that God uses in that pain is for me to be able to help other people. And at Focus on the Family, we developed a biblically-based prevention and response program for suicide Mm. called Alive to Thrive. And it was out of that experience that I was able to find some purpose in pain. I actually mention that because children with disabilities are at a slightly higher risk Mm -hmm. for suicide than other groups of people for obvious reasons, often because of their own struggles, often because they're bullied, etc. And so, you know, we are really devoted at focus to changing this trend and making it go in the reverse direction and decreasing the number of youth suicide among all people and really helping others to understand for some of our more vulnerable populations. We really have to be the hands and feet of Jesus so this doesn't happen to more children. Hmm. Wow. And that's called? Alive to Thrive, okay. and you can find it at www.alivetothrive. It was specifically designed for parents, youth pastors, other people who come in contact with children to help them develop skills to prevent them getting to the place of being suicidal. Or if they happen to have a more biological mental health condition, depression or something that tends to lead towards suicide, you can learn how to manage it best so that you don't have to go through that horrible tragedy as a family. Mm, That sounds like an excellent resource. It does. And I would like to follow that up with what words of advice or encouragement would you give to the parent of a child with special needs or disability who is in that place where that child wishes that they didn't have the struggles they had, Mm -hmm. they don't like themselves, they're questioning why God would even make them that really hard place where they wish they weren't? You know, I think I'm 
always with all children and parents saying, we've got to focus on their strengths first. Mm -hmm. We all have problem areas. The truth is that all of us qualify somewhere as having a disability. Mm -hmm. It may not be something that is diagnosed by professionals, but I'll tell you what mine is. I am directionally impaired. (laughs) (laughs) And let me tell you, you put me in a cardboard box and turn me around and I am lost. In fact, the way that I always was able to sympathize with clients that were dealing with any sort of disability was to think about the way I feel about myself when I'm driving around. And it may even be a familiar place. And I mean, at my age now, I laugh about it, but I didn't always laugh about it. I would get Mm -hmm. so frustrated because my brain, for whatever reason, if you're supposed to go left, it tells me to go right. Mm -hmm so bad to the extent that I've learned that if my brain says left, I go right now Mm. because I can't trust my brain. And every time my daughter, in fact, the daughter who had that learning disability, we call her GPS Jess. Her name is Mm. Jessica. Mm. And we call her GPS Jess because she's the opposite of me. She Mm. can be, we were in cities in Europe and lost and my daughter would get us back to the hotel. She does not have the disability I have. (laughs) But the truth is we all have something that causes us difficulty. Some people it's more obvious. Some people it's on the outside so you can see it. Sometimes it's more internally in a cognitive sense. And so I always want people to understand you're not as alone as you think you are It's just that this is something that society defines in a way and it's affecting you because the way we are taught or learn or whatever is different maybe from the way you learn if it's a learning disability or the kinds of activities you're supposed to be involved in or requiring some sort of physical ability that you don't have. So what do we do? We pivot and we talk about where are your strengths. Let's talk about the strengths that you have. Let's focus on those. Let's help you develop those. And don't be defined by that disability diagnosis or special needs diagnosis, but be defined by your strengths. Mm -hmm. You know, we have several good examples. I always pronounce his name wrong, but I want to say his name is Nick Vucinich, I think it is, and it's the life without limbs. He's Mm -hmm. a, a man who has no arms and no legs and he goes around the world talking about, okay, so I have to accept I have no arms and no legs and I could either die or I could do something about it. This guy has the most positive attitude about life and Mm. he is really, you know, accomplishing a lot. The other person that I mentioned to you guys when we were talking earlier is Dr. Tyler Sexton. Your listeners would do well to look up information about him, and I know you guys are going to post those links. Dr. Tyler Sexton was born with cerebral palsy, and his mother was basically told to give up on him that he was going to have no life. Au contraire, (laughs) he scuba dives, He is a hyperbaric medicine expert. He is a pediatrician who is the chief of pediatrics at a hospital. He runs a practice. He's part of Focus on the Family's Physician Resource Council. And he has written some articles for us on our website about being the parent of a special needs child. He also um, has written a book with his mother, and I believe the title is No Such Thing as Can't. And it talks about his experiences, 
having a disability as a child and still having a disability and how his mom dealt with the emotions and so forth. I would really highly suggest that people take a look at his stuff. He's an example of someone who acknowledges the limitations in his life, but has not allowed those limitations to define him. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Makes me want to go buy the book right now. So uh, yeah, I look forward to checking <laughs> yeah. that out, learning more about him. Excellent. Yeah, it's a really neat story about medical school too, that he went to apply to medical school and I don't want to get the story wrong, but basically he was told, you'll never be a doctor. Mm. And that just made him more motivated to get educated and become a doctor. And now he's not only a doctor, he's a successful doctor. He's got expertise. He's a chief of pediatrics at a hospital. So he definitely proved them wrong. Mm. Love that. I love that so much. Well, this conversation has been fabulous. And I know our listeners will find it to be an encouragement. Before we wrap it up, what resources would you recommend that Focus on the Family offers specifically for parents of children impacted by disabilities or special needs? Sure. I would direct them to www.focusonthefamily.com slash parenting, or just go to the Focus on the Family and click on parenting. And then if you put in the search area special needs, you will find a number of articles that are written, a couple of them by Dr. Sexton. I would say check out his book as well, which is available on the Focus on the Family store. So when you go to the website, you'll see a little icon on the right-hand side that says store. You can click on that and put in no such thing as can't. I believe that's the title. And you will be able to find his book. The other thing that I would say is that we do have some resources in our Sanctity of Human Life department that they have been writing a lot about children with special needs because of obvious ideas that people put out there about special needs children and so forth. And they have some beautifully written articles. So I believe that is under the tab pro-life in the website. And they have some really great articles about parenting, not just parenting children with disabilities and special needs, but also just the special needs categories, some of the more current affairs that are going on and how people might want to respond to them. Great. Thanks so much. I'm sure our listeners will find those links very helpful. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And it was such a pleasure to talk with you. And uh, yeah, just love the time together. Yes, you're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed this. Well, thank you. We did too. And we talked to you before and then again today. And it's been a delight each time. And I'm so thankful that you're willing to share with us and that we can glean from your experience and wisdom. So thank you. You're welcome. Let me know if there's anything else I can do. 